1: Welcome to the Sector 304 podcast where we're drinking beers, talking ears, and uh,
2: it's been long
1: awaited, but
2: it's game week. It is definitely, definitely game week. Just a short trip up to uh, Nasty-Ass Bird Stadium. Yeah, I hate this. And uh, we'll see what this season holds. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic. I'm not sure which way I feel yet. I think uh, seven... Eight is your tops, probably the best you're going to do. Um, a lot of people I know probably feel a little different. Uh, I think uh running game is going to determine a lot of what happens this year.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we're going to live and die on the back of Letty Brown and, and behind that offensive line. I mean, we've said it already a couple of times this summer, and we're, I'm going to say it again. The excuse that we're inexperienced up front, that we're young up front, that, got, that's out got the window. End. Yeah, I mean – that excuse is gone. So now it's put up or shut up. The line shouldn't be the problem. And the running back shouldn't be the problem. And I mean, Daggy's gotta live up to this hype that's being put out in front of him. I mean he's gotta How about
0: this hype?
2: It's a lot of hype.
0: I I'm mean, I'm buying in. I don't know about you guys. I know we were all down on him last the end of last year, rightfully not, so.
2: It's not necessarily you're down on him, it's just that you would think after 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 this long, you would think that you wouldn't be unsure at quarterback anymore with everything, you know, Dana, you went through years of, of Dana getting the transfers and you deal with you get Will Greer who's a who's a you know a surefire one anywhere he goes, and that's that's solid. But we've just had some years, it seems like where there's always some uh there's always some thoughts about w- what's he going to look like and then as he progressed last year his receivers let him down with the drops and then you get to the bowl game and it looked like he was just on the take it looked really bad
0: yeah he struggled um thankfully Kendall came in and saved the day i think he will put that performance behind him well i, I think, think he's got to be from everything I've read, he's extremely comfortable in the offense. He's making all the throws that you want him to make. And I, I just think the story of the year will be the offensive line. If the offensive line lives up to what we're hearing, we're going to have a pretty good team. We're going to have a good offense.
2: Well, I think the run game softens what, what your load on Diggie is going to be. And I think you've got three very capable running backs with everything you hear. The, uh, the downside on the freshman is he's having some trouble with pass protect or what you know whatnot so if he comes in you know it's going to be a run they say but um, the more the, the better the offensive line is the more that Letty can get off the better off it's going to be for Dagie and the easier it becomes for him to sit back there and, and try to pick people apart
1: yeah I mean' it, it's, it's no secret. your running game opened up your passing game and we've watched it you know for a little bit. That, that that running game's not there, and we try to live and die by a passing game when, I mean, a defense knows that you're a one trick pony. It's, you know, they, they force you to run. And when you couldn't do it, you know, you're, you're kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, if you force a team to run, or if you can keep a team basically, um, if you can stop the run without bringing an extra safety down. You can totally take the passing game away. Now, to be fair, you didn't need to do that against us last year because our receivers were so damn bad. But well,
1: and that's and I think that's one thing that, you know, and I'm guilty of it. I think we're all – all of us sitting here at this table's guilty of it is saying, you know, blaming Daggy for so much and talking – I mean, look at – look how many drop balls there were last year right in the, the same James by you know far. literally yeah. you know balls that should be caught and gone are dribbled and dropped
0: yeah and that takes you from scoring a touchdown to kicking field goals and we all know that kicking field goals is a good way to it's a recipe to lose um i the guy who, in my opinion who has to step up in the wide receiver room is Bryce Ford Whedon. I don't know if you guys have seen the hype he's getting. Oh, wow. Apparently, yeah. the draft the, the or not the draft the scouts are seeing his measurables are and are very impressed with him.
2: All of our wide receivers, most of are are over six foot. Ford Wheaton six three. I think Prather might be the biggest, is six four. But they all have relatively good size. So you're not dealing with like when you had you know Smallwood and Tavon and, and the little guys out there. You've got guys with size, um, Kevin White, Stedman, Bailey type size, and they should be pretty good targets for him to hit. The wide receiver I'm most excited about. I don't think it's any secret, you know, if you listen to what we did after the blue-goal game. I'm excited for the freshman. Yeah. He's not starting right now, but I think about four games into the season, I think he's, he's going to be – in the starting lineup and getting his his just due, whether it be from drop balls leading to his playing time or just him him dominating the field. I think he's going to be a very, very big presence um, in the wide receiver circle this year. And I, I look for big things from him, and there's no doubt that the, the guy that I think, you know, outside of Wheaton, uh, it's surprising a lot more people aren't talking about Winston Wright. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. Because right, if you look at what he's done, he's, he's been a big play guy. He's there. He makes catches. He makes some incredible catches. And he's gotten bigger, faster, stronger. And it shows if you've watched anything go with
0: him since he's
2: walked on campus.
0: He needs someone on the outside, though. I mean, he's the kind of guy you want him one-on-one on the inside. That's the play that sticks out of my head was coming across against Oklahoma State last year, where he just caught that slant and housed it. Yeah, but if we have someone who can take the top off the defense and open up the intermediate passing game for him,
2: well, I mean he's going to feast. Sam James has shown he can take the top off. It's just it's just getting the ball to remain in his hands. Um, I think
0: Wheaton can too.
2: I think Wheaton can as well. Um, I think I think Prather is going to be a really good really good target to go at um in regards to taking the top off and i i've been i don't know what happened with ryan last year uh sean ryan i i assume there was some injuries or something going on because he too has size and speed to be able to get downfield and get open but at the end of the day man i think this year all comes down to the running game
1: oh i mean there there's no doubt you know and then is it
0: hold on is it running game or the line
1: I think Do they all go I, hand in hand. Yeah, I yeah. think it's both. Yeah, I, I, because I mean, last year Letty, Letty's Letty's yards were whatever he wanted to get. He yeah, didn't have, you year. know, you you get that line that can allow Letty to break through the first wave and then take on linebackers. You know, it, it, it's a whole different ball game as opposed to Letty starting. Five seven yards deep in the backfield, and every yard earned is whatever he earned. He had no no big assistance, no big push up front to help him get it. I
2: don't. I I, I can't see how that line could be anything less than than really good this year. You you look at who you've got. You've you've got.
0: I've got the two D pulled up.
2: Yeah, I mean you you, you have Nestor who's started. Played significant time as a freshman at Val Tech. He's coming in. You've got Zach Fraser, who played significant time for us as a freshman. Milam, at center, you, that you never yeah, see that yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you've that got tells you how good he is. You've got Milam, and uh, you know, um, going at it for the for the tackle spot over there. You've got. It looks like the the competition on the line is very very strong because as of Monday, I think it was still listed Wyatt Milam or Parker Moore. So yes. that's a battle. And man, that's what you want to hear.
0: Yeah, and and Gmitter has played a lot. He's a red shirt junior, I believe. He's played a lot of football. Um, I mean, is Milam? Does Milam take that position over by the end of the year? Could see that.
1: Well, I mean, but it's one of those things. Competition breeds success. Yeah, you're going to be. He's going to be looking over his shoulder, thinking, "I can't screw. I can't screw up the little things. I've got. You know." Again, you control what you can control, and then what you can't, you just kind of let it fall into place. I've always heard you
0: need eight, seven to eight guys you can Well,
2: play. from the looks of it, they have, they have a backup at every position that is capable and ready, and I think every position along that line has been listed as a or and or up to the, the point of releasing a depth chart. And like I said, you still got Milam and, and uh, Moore, I believe, still going at it to see who's going to get that last position, and that's – that's the kind of shit you want, man. You want to have a problem like that to where you have too many guys or you have so many guys that are, that are good enough that it's an and or and you can pick and choose, you know, from what you're doing. And I, I, I think it's a great problem to have. And I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence. I don't know what this team is going to be, what they're going to do. But I, I think that seven wins is the, the least you're going to get from them. And I think there's the ability to to sneak in a couple more there and get – nine. I mean, by no stretch of the imagination, I think they're going to go undefeated or anything like that. But I think seven seven is, is where I'm at for what I'm looking at to be the least amount of wins they have. And I would think no more than eight or nine, and that's counting a bowl win in there with, with the eight and nine wins. So take that for what it is. Um, but I – I think we could compete in in the Big Twelve and be up in the in the top three or four teams. I heard
0: something interesting about our line. I forget who it was, but he said basically our second unit looks like the starting O line Brown's first year. Like that's how underdeveloped and how depleted that pos- those positions were. Well, when Dana left.
2: That that again. You and don't you want to continue at, to beat a dead horse, but the guy didn't recruit. Yeah, he but he if, you, if you if you
0: look at the measurables of the guys that are starting, I mean they there's some big dudes up there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I some mean he's went size. out and he's got horses. He yeah. he's got he's got a stud backfield and he went and got some fucking horses to block for him and pave away.
0: I think uh, one position I'm interested in is the running second string running back.
1: Between Sparrow and um,
0: well, the, on the I have the depth chart. It's, depth charts:
1: um, Mathis and, yeah, and Justin
0: Johnson. Justin Johnson, really? Yeah, Sparrow I'm, I'm, is not. I favor Mathis in that. I want to see what he Mathis
2: can do. may not play Saturday. Oh, he's hurt. Is he? He was. He and uh, there was one other guy that, that hamstring. Neil listed supplement. is is probable. So, like I told uh, Lowe, I was talking to him today. I said, you know, man, you. You might get to see a little bit of Justin Johnson on, on Saturday and, and see what the young guy – because he's the one telling me Prather, you know, Prather shouldn't start. He thinks he will start. And I said, well, let's put some money on it. I don't think he's going to
0: start. He's going to play some.
2: I think by game four he'll be starting. He, I think he might as start. the course
0: of the year goes on. Yeah, I could see that.
2: I think by game four he'll be starting. I he'll think force he, his way onto the field. I think he came here to get into the action and get into the action right away.
0: Um, Tight end. Uh, that's and the other O'Loughlin, guy. He's
2: hurt. He he's may hurt. not play Saturday. Banks is the other is the guy, Yeah. Right? It's right now. Browns presser yesterday. He said that uh, O'Laughlin may not play. It'll be decided on game day. He and uh, Mathis. But um, my understanding is Banks looked really good and was getting some attention through throughout the uh, you know the, the fall, spring sessions and summer sessions up there in Morgantown. But
0: I'm, I. Here's a guy that everyone's forgotten about, Sam Brown. Do you remember when we got him? I don't. That yeah. was a big I mean, time, a big like get. Get for us.
2: He's a little undersized, but he, he can he can get it he he can get it going as well. Six
0: two two hundred man. He's, I don't know. They they've harped on him for not being consistent, not doing all the.
2: Is he six two?
0: That's what it says on the depth chart. He
2: doesn't look six two, does he? No, I feel like he small. looks.
0: I feel like he There's looks some, tiny out there. We got some length at wide receiver.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's um, what I was saying. You know, Wright, Krather, all those dudes—they're all six two, six three, six four.
0: I didn't think Brown was that tall though. No yeah, he's way. Six he's 6'2". They know. might be lying. They might be giving him an inch and a half. You know. Your you know how other and
1: or was Sean Ryan. And Isaiah Estelle.
2: Estelle, yeah, that I that's, think that's going to be a good competition too because Estelle <laughs> Estelle had the monster catch last year. Was that Oklahoma? No, uh, we Oklahoma, didn't play Oklahoma. Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah,
0: Estelle had the big catch against TCU two for, years ago. Yeah. Well, and and one it thing that win. Estelle
1: proved, he'll go up for the ball. He'll fight yeah. for the ball, and that's one. He'll thing. go get it. Yeah, that, that's one thing that our receivers haven't hadn't done for
2: the past two years.
0: Not making fifty fifty plays, right?
2: He will. He will
0: definitely definitely
2: go get it. That's for sure. There's but, some
0: talent on this offense. Let's see of if they can talent. put it together.
2: There's a lot of talent on that offense. I'm You guys what interested it, to see. Not to uh not to get it going already, but I'm going to go ahead, I guess and get it going. What do you think about uh how long of a leash does Deggy have?
1: I was just going to say that. I mean, we were just talking we were just talking about looking over your shoulder for Milam. and and them.
0: You're not going to want to hear this. I think you're going The gonna only him- way he gets benched is if he gets injured.
1: And and I'm going to say the same thing. I, I think I well, think he's on. Pinching, but you know I what. think he's on that retractable dog leash.
0: Now, you if know, we, we lose, get out. yeah, if we lose and he doesn't look good against Long Island, and then we play Virginia Tech and he's not looking so hot, then it's time. Then he gets
1: pulled during the tech. Yeah, game. he's
0: probably he might might get yanked, but. I think it sounds like they have full confidence in him and he's he's really lived up. I mean, he's Paul Blake. He's like a fucking he is. 30 year old Chris Blake <laughs> Sr. <Senior. laughs> I mean, goddamn. What's the dude in Necessary Roughness? Paul Blake. He's the dude in Necessary Roughness who's looked the fucking doppelganger. Joe Kane. Oh, that's, Kane, uh, the, program. A- that's Kane the program. That's the program. A- that's the
2: program. That's the program. He was he was supposedly the, of age to be in college in that movie, but I think at the time he was probably about thirty-two, playing a college student. But
0: all yeah. right.
2: So Defense. you you think you think he's got a long leash at quarterback though? Yes.
1: I think going starting off, yes. I don't I think, know, man. I think, and that's why I said retractable. I think that that leash could shorten real quick.
0: I would not put it past Brown to work Garrett green in on some goal line and short yarded stuff though i could see that
2: i don't think the leash is gonna be i don't i mean i think he's got a, a decent amount of rope but i don't think it's an unlimited unlimited run with it like you guys are thinking that he's gonna have to be hurt or he's gonna have to be terrible for multiple games in a row i think there could be some different sets put in where maybe he you know you get green in there and you you let him get his feet wet um I think hopefully against Long Island, we we engineer a blowout big enough that Green gets in and gets some time to get his feet wet and get in front of you know get under the lights a little bit and because you don't want a wide eyed quarterback coming in at all. No. And no. it's you know and you know you guys know that I'm a I'm a advocate for Green and have been for some time because I like that style of play a little more open. He seems to be. Uh, very self confident, but uh everybody says if he could play he would play. And I always say, well, you know, Adam Bednarik was supposedly better than Pat White.
1: And all it took was Bednarik to break his ankle to Yeah, I mean, you know, so
0: to see that Pat. people mention that, but I think it doesn't hold up for most Pat people White because it's saying you're you're picking that. cherries. Well, Pal White was better than him the whole year, in my. Opinion. Well,
2: right, but I mean, Rod was. But I at mean, the time, the coach yeah. is saying, "This is my guy. This I never is my guy." That. And, but, and Rod, I mean, bad. Rod, they went in. That's the point that I'm making yeah. here. But like I said, when I bring it up, people say, "Well, you're you're fucking cherry picking right there. You're you're taking a one off scenario and you're making it into this." Well, I mean, not necessarily Tom Brady and fucking Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe right. doesn't get hurt. Who's Tom Brady? It, you know, it's right time, right place, and and right thing, but what I think is you can't judge a guy based on these what you're reading on a message board coming out of practice. I want to see him do it under the lights, on the field, and in front of me, and I just hope he gets a chance to do it, because I think Green's a pretty good player.
0: That goes both ways, too, because if Deggy can't get it done in the game, then he needs to get yanked. Yeah. I just think that we're going to give him a very long leash, and from the sounds of it, it sounds like he's throwing the ball really well. I
2: from what I read Winston Wright and and those guys said that he's he's on Winston Wright and Sam James said he's on the money. He's he's doing big things and you know, so there we go. I hope he succeeds. I hope it doesn't become something where everybody's down on him, but you know, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out on Saturday.
1: So let's let's flip sides of the ball. Yeah, let's flip sides. Because I I think I mean in my opinion The defense side of the ball has the least amount of question marks.
0: Ooh, um, there's more experience. I I would probably and that's wrong. I mean, they're a little more proven. How about that? Um,
1: well, that's why I said least amount of question marks. I didn't say no question marks. I mean,
0: I mean, cornerbacks definitely. The one of the cornerback positions, fortune has got one of them locked down. The other one, hard to say.
1: Well, it sounds like it's going to be Sean
0: Mahomes. Sean Mahone at corner,
1: or sorry, Sean Mahone over Porter. K, uh, yeah,
0: I would say there's going to be a lot of guys rotating.
2: It, I I think I think in the secondary you can look at that starting lineup as you know it's it's whatever. Um, if you're if you're cracking the two deep in the secondary, you're going to play. If you're not cracking the two deep in the secondary, you're probably going to wish you wouldn't have transferred to Auburn. But, oh, wait, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, is it? Always waiting for that. Yeah, but I think in the secondary and on defense in general, there's enough snaps um, going around that if you're cracking the two deep, you're probably going to get shuffled in and, and – I think we're I think we're well covered in the secondary with a die and and I really like a die Troy and I really and like a die yeah I I think we're okay back there I think well, Scotty I mean,
0: Young will fill in for Smiths Tyke Smith's position pretty well starting
1: um, defense I mean you got Mesidor Stills Taj Austin Bandarius Cowan or, that's a
2: guy or Jared Bartlett God I hope he doesn't get hurt me too
1: and, yeah, I mean, he, he was showing. Last what well, last year, year before, he was showing that spark that you you know you Maybe heard couple, that he had a couple
0: plays where you are like, holy shit, I see why this guy went to Alabama.
1: Right, and then he hurts his knee, rehabs, he's back, you know, but he's he's in the, he's an or. Then you've got X Ray Low, Chandler Samito, which I think Josh Chandler Samito is that going guy's a, that guy's
2: a stud. Yes, that yeah. guy's a stud.
0: You got the kid from Maine, Deshaun Stevens, he's going to back up. Chandler Sumico, but he'll play. Then the kid from Penn State's Lance Dixon. He's gonna play, but they said right now he's getting back into game shape. Game shape. Lowe looked pretty good at times last year.
2: Yeah, Lowe, you would hear
0: Lowe's name yeah. called a lot,
2: making tackles yeah. and shit. I, he was I, around the ball. I mean, he was always he was headhunting
1: around the ball.
0: I tell you a guy that everyone has completely forgotten about because he didn't play last year. Jordan Jefferson. Yeah. He played as a true freshman. He was like 17 in playing. He's back in And he's back. Dante. And I guess he had to play because the depth was so bad his first year. And he got he did all right, but he got the red shirt last year. And I think he they, they say he looks good.
1: Well, I mean, the guys up front this year, I mean, we've got size. And, and from the way they were talking, there's m- not much drop-off between your, like, your Hakeem Mazador and your Jalen Thornton. When they have to switch out for a breather, that's it's, a guy I want to see. Thornton. It's, it's not. It's not a hole that <laughs> it's like, man. You know, we can't. We can't pull Mesidor right now and put Thornton in it. You know, they, they're all right there. Mm-hmm. And, and the yeah. kid,
0: kid from Bluefields, backing Alston up. Sean Martin.
2: Yeah, Sean Martin. I don't know much about Daryl Porter. They got him starting at the right corner. I don't, I don't know too much about him. I don't know much about Charles Woods either. I'm not going to lie to Charles you. Charles
0: Woods, a grad transfer from Illinois State. Yes. I
2: knew about Nick Troy, and I know about Jackie Matthews. Jackie Matthews was a big get for us when we got him. Um, but the other two I don't know much about. Scotty Young, obviously, the safety where he came from, what, Arizona? Yes. Yes. You know, that's that's a, a ready made I think to go to go get it. Alonzo Adai is, is ready made. I mean Helly's drafted into the CFL but got another year due to COVID. I think he can show out this year, maybe maybe get a look at possibly a practice quarter
0: or something. He's kind NFL. of the quarterback of the secondary too.
2: Yeah. I I I think I think the defense is gonna be really, really good. I, I don't think we're gonna get blown out. I don't think we're gonna be giving up uh I don't think we're going to be giving up a ton of points this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were number four last year in total defense. They do not have to be that good again. No. You would hope the offense picks it up and is at least able to score, I don't know, You Dude, 28? I think
2: that offensive line, I think the lot of red zone issues that we had, I think they're going to be put to bed, and I think you're going to find out early on Saturday. I, I just – I think that offensive efficiency is going to go – through the roof this year, and I, I, like I said, man, I just don't see our ground game being stopped. Letty is such a fucking monster back there, and now he's got a really, really good-looking line in front of him. I just don't see him not getting to the second level, and I can't preach enough. Good amount of time,
1: experience so. line, experience line. These, there's no guy on there that hasn't seen collegiate spe- experience, exactly. So you know, again, <clears throat> the excuse. For we've made we've made excuses for the line. They're young. They're inexperienced. Well, they got a true freshman. Well,
2: everybody's everybody's got young and inexperienced on their team. I mean, you know, geez, uh, you think Bama doesn't have young, inexperienced people? You think Auburn and them don't have young, inexperienced people? But it's it's just you come in, you handle business. And I think Saturday, I think they're going to go up there and handle business. I I I look for I look for a a, a good showing. Uh, Saturday up there, and from what I've read of you guys, read about ticket sales. No, not great
0: for the game, Maryland game, or
2: yeah, Maryland fans they say are not coming out.
0: We'll have, we'll have probably, but, yeah, what, well, or 20, I mean, shit, man, or?
2: I would have went, but then you're going to Morgantown the next two weekends, so it's like three weekends in a row on the road. Um,
1: yeah, I need to find out how to get me a golf cart or something.
2: That's kind of hard to deal with. Hell, I you might have a rascal. wheelchair. I do need a you rascal. rascal. I might, I might honestly be able to get you a wheelchair if you want. may nah, maybe good.
1: Throw, throw a brace on it and call yeah,
2: it. You're good until about fucking six whiskeys deep and standing up there thinking you're Superman.
1: Well, that's true too. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back talk the schedule, game predictions, and
0: who knows. Thank God we don't have to talk about the NBA Summer League anymore. <laughs> we actually
2: have football. Yeah, no shit, man. I mean, I love the NBA, but the Summer League's a Summer league's a rough go-around, but our boy showed out. He looked good. I think they're excited about him and him and Grimes in New York, and Deuce, he's on the big stage. So, congrats to Deuce. Um, just before we take this break, did you guys read Culver saying he's done with hoops? Yes.
0: Yeah. Which? <laughs> Where do you see that? Uh, he, he he put it on his social media. Yeah, page he tweeted he's it done out with hoops. Well, which I. <sighs> Good thing he graduated, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, and I think a lot of it comes back to the rumors that you know Diddy and I Signed talked out about the paperwork. That, you know, he he got tricked into signing that paperwork, thinking that he was going to be able to return.
2: And, Article so, I read said there's been no offers from overseas, even. But I hate uh, that for him. Well, he can come back to Morgantown, help out, coach a GA.: bit. Yeah. All right. Let's. Take All right. A break. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. After this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch!
0: Boogie's Driving Range and Barbecue. Driving Range and Barbecue. A natural grass driving range located in Tornado, West Virginia, beside Big Bend Golf Course. Open seven days a week with golf ball dispenser. Boogie's offers a great barbecue menu with delicious items right off the wood fire grill, fresh every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We also have a newly remodeled clubhouse with bar and a large patio to enjoy the peaceful mountain air. Open from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 11 to 9 p.m. on Sunday. Boogie's Driving Range and Barbecue. You put that uniform on, that Titan uniform, you better come to work. We will be perfect. In every aspect of the game, you drop a pass, you run a mile.
1: You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind paw, And then you will run a mile. Perfection! Welcome back to Section Three Four podcast, and uh, it's about time to get our prediction on the season. Our breakdown. So Vegas opened the line at WVU plus minus six and a half wins. I That's, went ahead. I, I threw. I threw twenty. You hammered it, didn't I, you? Yeah, I threw twenty on on. Such
0: over. a homer, Yost. No, I would have. Well, I would have totally done that. I mean, I see seven to eight wins in the regular season, right? Um. So let's, I mean. I got, we're going to win Saturday. We're going to beat LIU. We're going to beat the shit out of Virginia Tech. Lose to Oklahoma. Uh, we'll probably finally beat Texas Tech. Meals do. We'll lose a game between at Baylor and at TCU. We'll probably split that. Got us losing to Iowa State. That's three losses. And then I think we're going to beat Oklahoma State. And I think we're going to beat Texas. But we might, we might not. You skip, you skip Kansas State. Kansas State, eh, maybe 50-50, who knows.
1: And then Kansas with those uh, baby blue uniforms they're coming out with. So
0: they um, a track
2: around their field. <laughs> they do. So, fuck them. And we ain't never losing to them.
0: Seven to eight wins. Bowl game. <laughs> we wins bowl games.
2: What bowl game do you think? You think the, we're um, back to Memphis? Possibly. We're walking in Memphis?
0: Get a little SEC matchup.
2: Uh, you scared of Brock, Brock Purdy?
0: I just watched us play them the last two years, and we ain't in the same fucking area home, Yeah, well. scared
2: of Brock? Scared of Mister Purdy?
0: Purdy and that running back. They it's at home on guys.
1: on Halloween weekend night. You we don't win night? night
0: games though. Was last time we won a big night well, game?
1: I'm not saying that it's a night game. I just mean it's oh. it hasn't been. It's going to be Halloween weekend.
0: Okay. what was last time we won a big home game? Yeah, exactly. It's been a while. Yeah.
2: I mean fuck
0: you, dude. First <laughs> off. Um We're we gonna start winning We Should have beat
2: LSU if it wasn't for that Peckerwood uh playing opposite of Tyron Matthew. I can't remember his name. He got drafted by the Cowboys.
0: Claiborne?
2: Y- yeah, Mo Claiborne mm. returning that fucking kick. God, that still stinks. Man, that that that's the that, loudest it's ever been there, I think. But it's uh, rowdy. Definitely rowdy. Going down this thing, man, I mean I like to think the first two are easy are easy Ws. Uh, I like to think that the third one the crowd just puts you over on that one because you're going to be so fucking jacked out. It's a shame. It's a nooner. What are you thinking, Shane? A nooner for Tech? That should be an eight o'clock under the lights fucking massacre. But a five o'clock for Long Island. Yeah, well, they got to pick their time for Long Island. No, ESPN Plus, Bubba. They let you uh, pick that's your our, time. That's our so, plus game. so you can go either. You know, what are you going to go at three thirty and go up against? The national shit. Or are you gonna are you gonna give yourself a window and go at five and hope to get a few more eyes? Uh, Votac. I think the fans put you over the top. I do not think we will beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma. <clears throat> Texas Tech. I'll take it because we're at home. Um, Baylor and TCU. I don't know much about. I'd like to think <clears throat> we'll probably we'll probably like you said we'll probably split that. I'm going to take us to beat Iowa State, but then we'll come back on a high and lose to Okie State somehow and fucking Gundy. And then (coughs) Kansas State, I think we – Kansas State, I'll take that as an L. We beat Texas and we beat Kansas.
0: So, what, 7-8? That's where hey, you are.
2: I think so. I think seven wins is, is what we peek out at. But I tell you
0: what, two guys that are normally not buyers of the Mountaineers, even going back to, like, Pat White and Slayton, Herb Street and Phil Steele, yep. they always think we're overrated. They think we are a team. I mean, they obviously have Oklahoma and Iowa State as the top two teams, but they think we're a team that could probably, probably slip into – Fourth, third or fourth place?
2: I think the ball can bounce. I, I think a lot – I think a few of those games, you know, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, I think a lot of those games are going to come down to a ball bounce this way or a ball bounce that way.
1: when, when the turnover margin. I'll say – I mean, I'm right there with Deddy, except there's a part of me that thinks that we might beat Oklahoma. And the only reason why I'm saying that is Neil has a way to be a giant killer.
0: And has, Oklahoma likes to lose a game at the beginning of the year.
1: And we're playing I mean, we're playing but. them early, early. I'm just saying I'm gonna take it right now, I'm gonna take it as a loss, but I'm gonna put an asterisk by it by saying Neil's always been known down at Troy of being a giant killer, knocking off a team that thought that, you know, shouldn't even be in the same League as you. Oh wait, they're leaving. So I think Neil kind of uses that. And, and
0: I, I think they're the best team in the country, though. Yeah, yeah I don't Oklahoma, think it matters. If you look at their defense, and then what of best what all around all, team? Yeah, I don't. Like, I'm surprised yeah. Alabama's number one. To be honest with you, I, I
2: don't think we. I don't think we compete with Oklahoma. You might compete, like I said, but I don't think we're going to win. Like
1: I said, I'm taking. I'm putting it as an L. I'm just saying that if. if if Neil Brown is going to pull an upset this year.
2: I think Texas is going to be dog shit this year. Oh. Texas is. I think what Texas, else is new? I think Texas is mud. I think the SEC will regret pulling them, and I think Texas will regret going there because I think Texas is shit. And I think Texas is no more than a, a common Vanderbilt or Kentucky in the SEC. And if you want to be honest, I don't want the Mountaineers to go to the SEC because that's exactly what we would be to. We'd be in the middle of the road every now and again, compete for something, flash in the pan once once every now and again in the SEC. I want to go to the ACC. I don't want any part of the SEC. ESPN can have the SEC. They can have Saban. They can have Bama. They can have Florida. They can have all those fucking down south people. I don't want any part of you. I want to go to the ACC. I want Duke and Carolina coming to Morgantown in basketball. I want to kick the shit out of Miami. I want to get back into into the deals with Louisville and get back down to Louisville on some road trips, tech and all that, and Pitt. We need all that shit back. I don't want any part of the SEC. Good riddance to Texas, good riddance to Oklahoma. Oklahoma will compete, but as usual, like they do in the bowl games, so they'll get beat a lot. And Texas, you can go fuck yourself. No one will miss you in the Big 12. And that was my rant for well, that. With that. Kind being of unsolicited, said, not- but there it is.
0: Couldn't agree more.
2: Yeah, I mean.
0: I don't know if Texas will be as bad as Vanderbilt, but they're not going to go in there and light the world on fire.
2: They're not. Vanderbilt's just a. a, I mean,
0: what are we against Texas? Like four and five?
2: Something like that.
0: I I mean, Oklahoma comes in, blows our fucking doors off, and you see the talent. You see CeeDee Lamb. Hollywood Brown. Brown, Mayfield, all those guys. Texas, though?
2: Yeah, Texas is Texas hadn't been shit since Vince Young, really.
0: Cole McCoy, but you're like right. I like him
2: too. I mean, well, they yeah. played for the national championship. Yeah, but yeah, Vince Young, Vince Young was the last time Texas was really doing it. You know, year to year to year <coughs> that that I always. But, think but of. that was
0: realistically, that was only for like three or four years. Yeah, you remember when Oklahoma beat the shit out of them every single year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when Stoops first got there, they didn't mm-hmm. beat them until. Oh five
2: yeah I mean I, I agree I just I think I think that the Texas will regret the choice of going there and I, I think they'll both teams will realize how how good they had it in the uh, big let 12 me, but let me whatever. uh
0: since we've already done our season predictions um, I heard a guy on YouTube I put it on our Twitter account if anybody follows our Twitter a gold star right gold star for you but the guy basically compared if the Big 12 were... Let's say the remaining eight teams stay the same. Everyone knows who they are. And then they add Central Florida, BYU, Cincinnati, Cincinnati and like maybe Boise State. The guy was breaking the numbers down. Um, that's a better league than the Pac-12, as it stands currently.
2: I don't want to stay in the Big 12.
0: Well, I'm, I totally agree yeah. with you, but... You know, until a spot opens up, yeah, we're kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, but he he even said it in some years when you add those teams in, it's better than the ACC. I mean, the ACC, Clemson is obviously one of the top two or three programs, but after that, I mean, North Carolina's pretty good this year. They're supposed to be. They're ranked. You'll find Miami was okay like two years ago, but other than that, Florida State sucks. Virginia Tech hasn't been that good lately. Then, after that, I mean, who is even in the league? Louisville falls off, pit, right. pit, pit selling tickets for a dollar. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, they, it
0: got me thinking, though. Yeah. It sounds but, like the old Big East to me.
2: Well, and that's what happens to the ACC. If, if you go there and then CC the picks Florida State and Clemson out of there, you end up with the old Big East. But, uh, you know, just the the geographical stance behind it makes sense, and then for basketball, it's it's exciting because ACC basketball is very good. Well, how about how, how about this whole alliance thing? So they
1: announced they announced the alliance, and then. The Pac-12 schedules they come USC out. And, yeah, schedule a, a three-game.
0: That was the stupidest thing I've ever. The next seen.
1: day, and and it's more of a gentleman's agreement. And I get what they're doing. The reason why they're not expand saying we're not expanding, we're not doing this. They're putting their foot down more so towards the SEC, saying look, we're gonna we're going to try to stonewall this 12-team playoff.
0: Oh, Gordon Gee's the Gordon Gee did it.
1: Gordon Gee and Gene Smith at Ohio State. Yeah.
0: That's not happening. No. And their SEC's not very happy about it. But
1: Well, no, because they thought they had money in the bag.
0: Yeah. Um, well, th- this opens up the bidding rights for the playoff. So s- someone can take it out-bid ESPN.
1: Well, and not only does it do that, but it opens up bidding rights for other conferences mm-hmm. to, you know, this is where your Fox, Amazon, Hulu, you know, and, and – everyone jumps in and starts working better TV contracts, better TV deals and these teams leaving ESPN saying, you can have the SEC, we're taking...
0: That's, that's what pissed me off about the uh, alliance. They could have said it's us, us three versus the SEC and ESPN. We're not playing them, we're not scheduling them. We might take the bowls away because the Rose Bowl goes is going to do whatever the Big Ten and Pac twelve want. Yes, they don't want to lose that time. I would say the ACC could probably do the same thing with the Orange Bowl, probably. But they could have actually done something to maybe get the SEC to kind of cool their jets on all this stuff. Now, I don't i I think ESPN instigated all this. I don't think it was necessarily the SEC that got in Texas and Oklahoma's here. I think ESPN. Started this. It's all because the Longhorn Network. We've talked about that, and I mean, if you're the SEC, you're not going to turn down Oklahoma and Texas because the TV package you're going to be able to negotiate with those two teams is is going to be astronomical. Team. Yeah, but that the is it's
2: consuming itself though. Yes, they've. If you look at all the people they've gotten they've gotten rid of due to their new level of of how they're operating and doing business, ESPN is consuming itself. And ESPN, I think, will eventually end up, you know, failing or or putting too much money in play to to get these things. And it won't uh, work out in their favor in the long run.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've completely thrown the bank at that 330 SEC game. Yeah. oh, It's crazy how much more. I forget the exact number, but. It's like three or four times what CBS was paying. For. Yeah,
2: and I mean, how many times does that three thirty SEC game you you get you get like Bama and Auburn, and then you get you know the the SEC really consists of of four teams at the top every year, so you you get two or three games out of it. it though? It's like Georgia,
0: Bama, uh, maybe Florida, maybe yeah, maybe LSU. LSU goes back and forth sometimes. And so does Florida. I mean, Florida Florida has been in the cellar for the
1: longest time, and now – They've
0: made a bad coaching hire. Um, And they've done that a couple times. I mean, Ron Zook was a terrible hire. Yeah, I mean – And McElwain and Muschamp were bad hires. You're
2: basically paying that for the Iron Bowl and then Bama and Georgia.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I I think things are going to cool down a little bit. But that being well, said, yeah, if, once the season if starts, Notre yeah. Dame was like, "Hey ACC, we're in, we're on board," like that would happen tomorrow. Yeah, that won't happen though. I don't think it will either. That but um I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this year for West Virginia. I think this could be a year where we're under the mm-hmm. radar. Everyone always talks about when we're hyped up. We always kind of blow. Was it, it
2: you that hot seated him? Said if no. he doesn't. I forget, who the
0: fuck was I talking to? That was like if I said five years and then maybe start having. Okay, I but I, I think with the way he's recruiting and just really the way he's building the program, that's lights out. Issue. Lights out. Keeping them might be an issue, but we'll see.
1: Especially if we yeah. lose money.
0: That's lose oh revenue. yeah. I mean, if we we lose twenty million a year out of our athletic budget,
1: you know, and it, you know, not football related, but hats off to Coach Hugs. Oh yeah, little yeah. little contract extension, which you know, which makes also makes you think with Limes and Gee that they know, you know, we're not going to be hurting too bad. I mean, they extended.
0: We're committed. Yeah, we're committed to winning. Um, how about the soccer team beating Pitt? Yeah, the women's soccer team's rank. I don't know. I think I think um, we're in a good position to move to the ACC. But.
1: I, I think so too, and I mean, you know, th- and, and they've talked about it over and over. Who was sitting at that table is no longer at that table with the ACC, and one of the guys is now our athletic director, who has helped change. Oh, lines. Lines was sitting at that with the S- ACC, talking about fan behavior and everything else. The fan behavior in Morgantown has drastically changed. I mean, it's college kids are going to be do, doing college kids stuff, but it's nothing like when we were in school there and before us. How bad,
2: dude? I mean, I I question whether some of these say, even pro athletes can make it back if they played in the you know, the the late '90s, early 2000s. I mean, Christ, did you see the PGA's rule today? No. If you, if you yell oh, Brucey or anything like that at Bryson DeChambeau, they will eject you from the event. I mean, that guy is such just a mental midget that, you know, what? can you imagine? Like I was telling Chris, today, I was like, can you imagine some of the shit that Pat Reed has had yelled at him over the years? And he just eats it and keeps going. And this guy this guy's telling Patrick Cantley to please stop walking. When he's oh, coming gosh. up the fairway from that. behind him, and he's his play is so slow, and he's just such a tool, and now this shit comes out. If I'm a fan, I may just go do it. I mean, you know, nobody told you and Kafka to put this shit on social media, guy.
0: Well, and if every what if everyone yells, Brooksy? what are they going to throw everyone out?
2: Yeah, I mean, and if you don't show that it's shaking you. Nobody's gonna do that it. That should it goes be fuel, away. man.
0: That should be fuel for him. He should be like, "Yeah, yell it at me." Well, one of one of the one of the
2: uh, Asian golfers said, "You know, well, if you can't call him Brooksy, then I want you to throw the next person out who mistakes me for Sungjae J M or uh, Colin Morikawa." You know, he's like, "If if you're doing this, then then what are we doing?" But it's just, you know, you can't do you can't do anything today. It's, it's he's
0: the most unlikable golfer I've seen. In a while, he'll fold in the
2: he fold in the Ryder Cup. Part of me kind of hopes that maybe he gets a positive test and can't play that he can't week. Play but in it, yeah, you know <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But I, it's just you speaking to that just made me think of the the headspace that some of these guys have to be in, and it's just it's amazing to me. Well, I mean, think
1: think and and what they're talking about with fan behavior, and I know most of our listeners are around our age. I mean, the golf balls being thrown from student section pennies being thrown from student section bottles
2: of liquor empty liquor being trash thrown. cans coming down trash oranges cans. coming down Yeah. It's Syracuse games i,
0: I ripping mean, the goal post down with a minute left on the clock yeah, yeah.
1: i mean rem- remember when Brian King almost stepped on a golf ball no that was thrown from i mean if you go back and watch i'm trying to think which game it was it was either tech or miami he goes the back pedal after a student had launched his golf ball and it lands like two yards behind him, he back backpedals and just misses stepping on it.
0: Man, I remember when we played Ohio State in 98 and somehow we, me and a couple of my buddies weaseled our way into the student section. We might have gotten on a few beers before that game. We were in high school. He was but, 12. <laughs> but uh, someone chucked a pint bottle right at Katza Moyer. And he he picked it up and looked at it, and you could tell he kind of laughed and just threw it down. But I mean, once I by the end of that game, no one was throwing anything at those guys because they they whipped their ass. Fans fans don't do that kind of shit anymore. I've
2: told you guys the story about the guy yelling at Mello before the Syracuse game. Yeah, with with the guy, you know, he's giving uh, Ube or whatever the hell uh, the other the other big guy. Duaney, quite Dwayne. Dwayne. He's, he's giving yeah, him man. shit and talking about his sister and everything. And, and Mello's laughing. And the guy's like, what, what are you laughing at, Mello? At least he knows who his dad is, you bastard. And it's like Mello looked at him and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he was like, y'all are fucking cold up here. And he like, Dwayne was like, yeah, not so funny now, is it? And they <laughs> turned and threw the ball. And, you know, both of them went in the locker room didn't come back out till tip. But And, obviously, they put it on us. as Collie was turned into Lob City that night for Warwick and Mello and But fans don't do that kind of shit anymore, man. It's it's a different world and if if people are still basing Morgantown off of <laughs> actions in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands, give me a break. Get out of here. There's there, a lot
0: of mythology to that. When's too. the
2: last time a couch has been burned? How many couches have been burned realistically? That we got a little here. out of
0: control there. I mean, we were on quite a run, too. We were. You got to think. We went through the lead eight, won the Sugar Bowl, won the Fiesta, went to the Final Four. I mean, there were a lot of – to burn couches, you got to actually win some big games, and we were actually holding up that in the the Yeah, I, We I, haven't done that.
2: I think that there's no myth the, last the amount of beer drank in the blue lot and at Mountaineer events, but I think <laughs> there's a myth to – the fandom and how fans react. you know. All it
0: takes is one asshole to. You yeah. Know, one right. guy does one thing and does it to the wrong person. Then Before it, you know it, it's on the internet and, you know. Catches fire. Here but we are. It is what it is. Yeah. Last couches I remember being burnt were Baylor.
2: Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. It
0: 2014.
2: It's been a long, long while. It'd be nice to burn another one this year.
0: But I think we're going to get a big win this year. We're gonna, we'll get a big one. Oklahoma, and then we're gonna chump a game, and everyone's gonna be maybe September twenty fifth, twenty sixth.
2: We beat Oklahoma. I'll burn a couch in my backyard. Hell yeah, we'll do it. Y'all ready to get out of here?
1: Yeah, I am just uh, I'm all right. right.
0: Maryland prediction. I, I mean, I wish we had some info on Maryland. I'll take us by ten. They, they I was gonna say two Vegas and has us
1: over or under two and a half. Yeah, no one knows us giving get giving two and a half.
0: All we know is Tua's brother is the quarterback, and head coach doesn't have the best overall record
2: take WVU money line I think it's coming in about minus 250 take a money line
0: not the points
2: no fuck points ooh minus minus two and a half that thing gets
0: down to one and a half you're gonna not take the points I
2: play all money lines baby I don't fuck with points well I took I took WVU minus two and a half of course you did you you guys gamble points and shit grow up grow some balls straight up money line
0: um I don't know man, I think we might I think we might uh put one on put one on the turps.
2: Crum has three hundred dollars on the Mountaineers minus two and a half. Be a less nice payout. It's been it's been played. Being nice less payout. His old lady didn't know about it. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this or she's gonna he's gonna have some she doesn't explaining listen to, to this. do. He's gonna have some explaining to do. <laughs> nah, she she got her new house. But yeah, I, th- I think I think we I think we get it done up there. I'll take us by like ten. I think we I like that. I think the running game comes through. I think Letty's ready to kick shit off. Let people know. Put him on notice. Maybe Letty goes for two K this year.
0: Two thousand.
2: <sighs> hmm. Everybody talking about CJ two K. Let's talk about LB two K. I like it. LB two K like
0: twenty one. I'd like to see him get like. I'm, I'm gonna see him catching balls. I think he is really effective out of the back. Okay, here.
1: but this this is the last thing I'll say before we leave. What happens? Deggy throws for three thousand, or Letty runs for two thousand.
0: Oh, Daggy three, two thousand yards.
2: Yeah, Letty running for two Ks.
0: Okay, I'll That's drop not it. 15, I mean, I'll 100. drop
1: it to
2: fifteen hundred. Uh, Letty running for fifteen hundred is uh, probably a very very good reality. Fifteen
0: so, hundred, yeah. There's only one guy I can think of. That's maybe two.
2: Wasn't Slayton and Divine? Weren't they around it? Yeah, they toyed with nah,
0: it. I think Avon has the single season record. And He was over. Slayton
2: was. Slayton was twelve. Slayton or was 13. at twelve, thirteen. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I thought I thought Divine was. I thought Divine passed Slayton.
0: No, I like to go. I like to go big, gentlemen. You like to go big? Yeah, push, push. Dude, if he goes for over 2,000, he might win the Heisman.
2: Well, Well, look good in Morgantown, wouldn't it? It'd be nice. Nah, 2,000's a stretch. All right, 1, I like to talk shit. 50, I think, think
0: hundred's a stretch. Yeah, he
2: ran for like 11 last
0: I'm year. He no, he late. barely got over 1,000 last year. But he only played 10 games, to be fair. And I, he only got like, what? I feel like he was pretty fucking close to 1100 I'm last sorry, year. Slayton rushed for um 1744 yards in yeah. 20, 2006. And
2: I feel like Letty was pretty fucking close to 1100 last year.
0: Well, if he's over 1000 then yeah. it was very impre- well. I mean No, he had, he had a good
2: Don't get me wrong, he had a good year last year. Let's get out of here before Crum pisses me off and we got to start talking about Rat Rogers or some bullshit.
0: Crumb's out saw of his some Rat Rogers Info the other day that
1: WV wins beats Maryland. We'll yeah, see y'all next week. See you yeah,
0: next week. I'm talking about like sweater vest, Brad Rogers.